Hello and welcome to Daddy Never Cried, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories of our fathers. I'm Gary Best and I'm joined by Dr. Cindy Carter, psychotherapist and professor of psychology. Welcome, Cindy. Thanks, Gary. I'm glad to be here. Okay, Cindy, our first guest is Judy, and she's a great friend of ours and uh, very generous to help us out with this. And uh, welcome, Judy. Hi, Gary. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Judy. So glad that you're here today and excited to hear another story about your dad. So what story do you want to tell us? Well, my my father was an unusual man, very uh, generous and loving. And he was loyal to his friends. He had a, a friend, Jackie, who was, um, they were traveling somewhere. I really don't know where, by car. I don't know why, but my father was wearing a big cowboy hat for some reason, as the story goes. He was kind and, of a larger than life guy, huh? That's how people described him. I think they were going somewhere upstate New York. And Jackie was behind him, following him. And all of a sudden, he didn't see Jackie. He was lost. So... My father stopped the car, got out, and um, started uh, directing traffic and um, so that uh, Jackie could catch up. So he was, he was pulling cars around him on either side until um, Jackie showed up. And <laughs> the cops, of course, came by, which is not unusual. And the cop looked at him and said, well, who the hell do you think you are? Fiorello H. LaGuardia? And my father said, yep. And they got in the car. <laughs> it left. That was one of, that's a story about my father. And Fiorello H. LaGuardia was the mayor of New York who used to chase fire engines. So there's something about your dad's interaction with the police that didn't necessarily bother the police. I mean, they um, may have had a good he, laugh. Yeah, he, my dad My dad was a character, you know. So yeah. that was something, that was something the police could go home and tell their family, hey, you'll never right. guess there was some, some crazy guy directing traffic so his friend wouldn't get lost. So your dad was generous and loving um, and a handsome man. Very handsome. And if anybody in the family had an issue, like when, if there was an accident in the middle of the night, they didn't call. They only called my father to come and get him. How many siblings did you have? I have one older brother. Yeah, one older brother. And uh, how would you describe your relationship with your father? How was it different than your your brother's relationship with your father? Oh, that's an interesting question. I was his baby girl, right? So my brother had something to prove. He was the son. But I, you know, my relationship was, um, I just liked being with him and of course wanted to please him. So, you know, if he complained that my mother didn't know how to take care of her car, I would take my car and to get it fixed, right? Because I wanted to please him. Now, we know you in uh, as a theatrical person. I assume you were somewhat theatrical as a little girl. Did your father have aspirations for you to be any certain thing? No, but they were, my parents were theatrical, right? My father used to, um, they, they had, uh, they did puppet shows where my mother composed the music. And yeah, he was a, a puppeteer. So he would play several characters and he would sing. And, um, he was always, uh, he was great. He was a good MC too. And I would imagine just because I know you and your brother both have really good voices that your dad had a good voice as well. He had a loud voice, uh-huh. he had a strong voice. I think uh, our singing voices came from my mother's side of the family, maybe my, my mother's father, but my, my father had a very strong voice and loved to sing. I mean, he could sing on key, but it, you know, 
I'm curious, and how old were you? Uh, I'm assuming your your father's not with us anymore. Correct. I was 27 when he died. He was 58. He was very young. Very young. Yeah. 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 So how how did that affect you? Um. Let's see. I was already out of the house. It was very sad. I mean, when my father died, it was a shock. Everyone was was definitely um, surprised, shocked. He had a big funeral. I mean. It, my brother leaned over to me during the funeral and he said, you know, daddy always said, die young, draw, draw a big crowd. So we, <laughs> there we were. So, that was, so Judy, nobody saw that coming. He hadn't been ill um, before that? Well, he had, you know, he had some heart issues that he kept to himself. And in those days, you know, if he had, if he had a heart issue now, they would have done a bypass. Right. But he, um, had, if they told him there was something wrong, he just ran up the stairs. And so oh, yeah. to work it off. He was yeah. Ready. He just didn't want to be weak. Right. So um, he preferred playing singles to doubles in tennis and, you know, always walked the golf course, didn't um, take a cart. And he was vain. He was, you know, a good looking man and enjoyed that. I think he weighed like 170 pounds and he was like 5'11". Very muscular. Yeah, uh-huh. thin. Yeah, mean. So, but he had there was you know heart issues in the family. So was your father a religious man? He was religious about his secularism. He wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, he was Jewish, definitely very loyal to that. But I wouldn't say he was religious. They grew up in a time where it was more a secular observance. You know, his parents had come from Eastern Europe, and they probably didn't observe as much but you know he spoke Yiddish fluently and he was a big supporter of Israel loved Yiddish singers really yeah yeah now, now we know where you got some of your talents from well I think my sen- well my mother was funny too definitely my sense of humor comes from both of them but he was you know he was the funny guy so, uh, Judy, I know that you miss him even now. I mean, it's sure. been a lot, lot of years since he passed, and you, you miss him even now. How do you think his parenting has affected you? How, how did it make you who you are? Well, my father, and I, I aspire to this, but I don't think I do it. He was um, fearless. You know, he would, uh, he, like, Isaac Bashevis Singer was a big, big name. And he was up in our summer camp and he was speaking and people were very, you know, like deferential and all that. My father was the kind he'd go, Isaac, nice to meet you. I'm Bing. Right. And um, very forthright and um, not afraid of anything that, that we knew of. Was- yeah. And that and that feels authentic to you. I mean, that feels like who I know you to be not, yeah. not so afraid. We're just people. Right. Well, that's that's how he he didn't like snobs. Yeah, I wasn't fond of snobs at all. I'll speak my mind. I hear that people say I've said things and I'm shocked that I've actually said them. But I know that comes from him. You know, just speaking your mind, my sense of humor. Um, I don't know, maybe attitude towards life comes from him what do you mean attitude what do you mean attitude well you sort of have to take it as it comes it's not going to get easier right so you know when when um they lost a friend during world war ii a good friend of them who my brother is named after 
um, died and was killed in World War II. And my mother was hysterical. My father's answer was, it's not, it's, it's just going to get worse from here. You know, <laughs> can't, right? Meaning that it, you know, this is what it is. This is what life is. And Deal with it. There's no Pollyanna cheer no. up. It'll get better. I think one of the best advice he gave me was when his father passed away, I think, let's see, he was 62. So I was 12 years old. And I remember saying to him, so how long does it take you to get over it? Because, you know, you ask these stupid questions when you're young. And as my father said, you never get over it. You just learn to live with it. And I think that was, that was probably some of the best advice he ever gave. He's a very realistic man. Totally. A total, total realist. Yeah. And worked as a dentist, which was the wrong field for him, but the pressure was to be a professional. He, he wanted to be a tennis pro. Is that right? Do I recall that? Um, he was offered a job at Grossinger's that he turned down as a tennis pro. Uh -huh. He actually was going to be a gym teacher. A gym teacher. Which, yeah, which would have been okay. I mean, it would have had a salary and a pension and time off. Um, that would have been fine. But my mother's family wanted a doctor in the family. so. And he wanted to please them. Well, that was sort of the era, right? You know, yeah. it was to my mother and they wanted to know how are you going to provide? And so that's, that's the path he went. I don't, I don't, I mean, he was like a small town dentist, really. Mm. Well, I feel like we just got a little snapshot um, of who Bing was and who he right. is still in your heart. Cause I know you okay. carry him close to you. Even now, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Judy, I think I would have loved your father, and uh, we want oh, to thank you. you. We want to thank <laughs> you for sharing him with Absolutely. us today, and uh, it's very uh, generous of you to share your time with us. But uh, we love you, and thank you, and uh, and uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks. Okay, bye. And that's our show for today. Thank you, Dr. Carter. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Join us next time for Daddy Never Cried. And please, we're looking for your stories. Go to our website, daddyneverCried.com, and you can learn how to submit your stories for possible consideration for the podcast. We'll see you next time on Daddy Never Cried. My daddy never cried. He never shed a tear. Had trouble showing love. Forget about fear. Whatever pain.